The term misogynist is one that indicates emotion. It means a hatred or dislike of women. The academters with subversive social agendas have been trying to rejig the English language by insinuating that misogyny means someone who doesn't believe in equality or voting rights or whatever other feminist jargon they tack onto it, basically insinuating that anyone who doesn't support their political and social agenda is misogynist. But this is nonsense. Just because someone doesn't believe children should have equal say as their parents does not mean they hate children. The misogynists of old, such as Otto Weininger or Aristotle or the Bible don't hate women. They disagree with the feminist agenda, for sure, but there is no hatred in what they say. They are merely trying to reveal the truth. The truth has no feelings. It does not feel love or hatred. The truth has no agenda unlike the multi-billion dollar feminist industry. The truth does not assign blame, nor does it concern itself with hurt feelings. The truth just is. Often in the following pages you will see me refer to a hierarchy that goes like this. God, truth, man, woman, children. This hierarchy exists on many levels and does not indicate any particular superiority, although those who believe in the religion of equality are instantly incensed by it. It also works backwards in much the same way that it works forward. For example, children are considered more valuable than adults, and women are considered more valuable than men. Further, children are at war with their parents, but parents are not at war with their children. Women are at war with men, but men are not at war with women. Men are at war with God-truth, but God-truth is not at war with men. And it descends from here as well. Only when man is in proper relation to the truth can he expect woman to be in proper relation to him. This is something hardwired into our biology, and it has been with us from the beginning. Our civilization is a machine that harnesses our sex drives and life forces for the good of us all. I don't really believe that men are any more superior than women, but I don't believe we are equal in all things either. I believe we both have strengths and weaknesses. I believe that men and women possess different kinds of power. I believe that men make very poor women and women make very poor men. I think androgyny is the most destructive notion we've ever unleashed on our great civilization, and I don't support the feminist movement's agenda to further destroy us by brainwashing more of this androgyny into society. If the truth is misogynist by modern definition, so be it. I'll stand with the truth proudly. There's a difference between how a married man knows women and how a bachelor comes to know them. The married man, through the course of spending his life with the same woman, will naturally come to know her individual quirks and personality flaws. We all have them, and so does his wife. The married man therefore believes that not all women are like that. The bachelor starts out from the same place as the married man. He falls in love with a woman, discovers her quirks and flaws, and as the relationship spirals out of control he thinks to himself, I must have just been unlucky and ended up with a faulty one. And so off he goes and finds another, thinking that she will be different. When the second love ends the same way as the first, he starts to doubt himself. Maybe he is the problem. After all, he is the constant factor in this equation. And so, off he goes through life until he loves yet another, and this time he focuses on changing his behavior. Then he loves another, and another, and still, they all end up being remarkably similar experiences often even down to the very words she says when in the same situation. Finally, he comes to the amazing conclusion that yes, something is wrong with them. All of them. And thus, with enough notes to compare from various women he has known intimately, a pattern begins to emerge, and once he begins to identify it and map it out, he starts to see it everywhere. Further, as he ages and his old friends disappear into the void of marriage, he begins to hang out with more and more bachelors, and as they compare stories he discovers they've had similar experiences as him throughout their lifetime too, 
which begins to solidify his conclusions. Marriage hides the nature of women, while bachelorhood exposes it as life goes on. I've read before that if a man reaches the age of 38 without having married, the likelihood of him ever marrying is negligible. This is why. He's figured out the game in ways that not even men who have been married multiple times ever will, and he knows it is all an illusion, one that does not operate in his best interests. Marriage hides the true nature of women as a sex from men, while bachelorhood exposes it. The feminists have indeed destroyed the feminine mystique in their bid to free women from men by destroying marriage. The more men that remain bachelors, the more women will fall from the pedestal they've traditionally been placed upon by men.